All right, family, welcome back. We are going to get started. We have a wonderful discussion today. I am meeting here. We're going to have a beautiful discussion about financial literacy. And I am here with my beautiful sister, Alicia Stewart. And today, um, I, I want to focus on getting this information out to our teens, you know, to get our teens and our young adults financially ready for the world through money consciousness and awareness. And this is so important because a lot of us were not prepared for this discussion. We're not prepared to walk forward in our adulthood with the knowledge of money, how to make money, how to respect money, how to, you know, um, make money work for us. So this is so important. Peace family, welcome, come in. Um, we are talking about financial literacy today for our teens and our young adults, a beautiful discussion that we definitely should be having on a day-to-day -day basis until we all understand because we are at a setback. We are at a setback as a community because we do not understand money. We don't understand finances. We don't understand how to utilize our resources and to make money double, quadruple, you know, and to generate financial literacy and generate generational wealth for our households and our family lines. You know, this is about creating legacies and creating generational wealth. And this is so important to have these conversations. I can't say it enough. Listen and share this link with your family and your friends. And it doesn't matter if they're grown, if they're older, if they're little, like these are the kinds of conversations that we need to normalize in our households and within our family because our families are really our first business partners that we ever encounter. Our family unit is a business. And if we all have conscious mindsets of money and finances, our households can go so far. And um, I am going to pause there and let my beautiful sister introduce herself and um, give a little background information about who she is, where she's from, what got her into this field, this beautiful field that we all need to be interested in. Peace and love, sister. How are you today? Good. How are you? Are you able to hear me? I am loud and clear. Okay. Wonderful. Okay, great. That was a word right there alone. Just your introduction was a word because <laughs> it's so true. Um, but Hello, greetings, everyone. I am so honored to be here. And I just want to take a moment, like Drew said, my name is Alicia, Alicia Stewart. Um, and I just want to take a moment to just go back about 20 years, a little like a little over 20 years, where I was a young mom married with a year old with a one year old and a baby on the way. And I was living paycheck to paycheck. There were times when I didn't know how I was going to be able to pay one bill you know, the other bill. And I didn't like that feeling. And I grew up in a household full of love. My mom loved me very much. And she was an amazing mother. But she could only teach me what she knew, which wasn't much. 
right? So then growing up, I had to learn and figure this thing out on my own. And I did not like the feeling of living paycheck to paycheck. I did not like the feeling of being anxious every time I looked at my bank account. And I'm the type of person that says, how can I fix this? How can I change that? And so little by little, that's where it started. That's where that passion grew for me to say, how can I get myself out of this predicament and never feel this way again? And so I decided to start learning. And as I started learning, I started realizing little, just little changes here and there was all I needed to help get me in a better position. And I decided to to work harder, right? And to do what I needed to do to make the extra money that I needed to make to be in a better financial situation. And then I, in my job, I, I'm in the financial services industry. I've been in that job for about 20 years. So just kind of think about that timeline, right? So the moment I decided to make that decision was the moment that the door started opening for me to be able to get the knowledge and the information I needed to get me to where I was today. And then I'll say around six years ago, seven years ago, actually, I realized that I'm not the only one with this, with this story, with this experience, right? Whether man or woman, I'm not the only one. And then I made it my mission at that moment to say, this is what our community needs. The more our community knows, because we don't know what we don't know. So the more our community knows, the more that we can be empowered to make decisions that are not only good for us, but for many generations to follow. Amen to that. Yes, you are right on point about that. We don't know what we don't know, you know, and the ignorance is bliss. You know, (laughs) we out here balling on a budget, not thinking about the future, you know, just what what, what a future said, F up some commas. That's what we out here trying to do. (laughs) (laughs) It's all about, you know, just just wasting the money, all the money you get, give it right back, you know, and, you know, thank you for that introduction, because um, we are definitely in need to understand how to change these bad habits, you know, and to create remedy for our community and our, you know, our young people, because they are so stuck on this fantasy world, you know, they're seeing the rappers, they're seeing the entertainers, and it looks all glitz and glam, and that's what they want to do. They want to get that Gucci belt. They want to get those <laughs> like your we have then that we have to create our lifestyles and you don't just start from the top right you have to start from where you are and elevate and you right. cannot elevate if you are not educated you know and so like you said we're stuck living paycheck to paycheck or just on a system without a paycheck you right. know and all the money and all the funds that we get instead of investing and, you know, doing different things, we're partying up like, you know, it's the last day on earth. Right. With, with <laughs> Go ahead, sis. No, and I was going to say, and, and I got to say, right, it's because it's like everybody's definition of wealth is different. Right. So my thing and the way I try to look at it and approach it is, is, you know, if you want that Gucci bag, if you want that Gucci belt, right. OK, that's fine. But what does your bank account look like? Are you like, is your electricity about to get cut off? Is your bank account sitting on empty? Are you in a payday loan line, right? Trying to get that advance. So it's like, if you want those labels, 
that's fine, but you got to make sure that there's that balance. You can't, you can't look the part if you're not the part. And that's what that's our community right. really needs to understand. Yes, we need to understand financial security, you know, yes. and, and financial planning. And that's what we're here today. And um, also, uh, parents, please stop giving your children everything so early. It makes them not feel like they have to work for anything in the future. So I see a lot of us, especially our generation, we like to give our children what we didn't have. Yeah. And that is so crazy because it's like, I didn't have a, a brand new car when I graduated high school. I wanted one that would have been wonderful. But if I would have got that, what am I striving for as an adult? You right. know, like I got right. the brand new car. Like that is one of the goals that we set for our teenagers. You know, it's like, you want to save your money up so that when you graduate, you can buy yourself a vehicle. And no, it doesn't have to be new, you know, most expensive. You're going to start off with what you can afford and you're not going to have a car note, you know, over your head and a big loan and, you know, all that stuff. Absolutely. And then as you work your way up and as you get educated, then you start making more money. Then you can live that lifestyle, you know, because like, you've earned it at that point, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, when we, we notice when we give things away for free, people do not appreciate it as much as they would if they would have to work for it. And, exactly. you know, that is something that I see in our community, you know, the $250 Jordans that's being worn by, you know, the elementary school kids and the junior high, and that's all they care about. That's all they care about. And it's like living abroad in Brazil in a third world country, our children seeing people with no shoes, flip-flops. We're happy with flip-flops because, you know, and so coming here and they're seeing this, you know, they're a lot different than their peers for that reason, because they did see real life, real struggle. And they don't Absolutely. ask for those, those high price items. Yeah. And, and with my kids, I will I will be honest. It's like, you know, I always tell them, OK, this is how much because I have four. Uh, you know, you and I are similar where, you know, we have around I think you have five. Right. Um, yes. But it's like, OK, this is your budget. Like I'm already helping them to understand budgeting. This is your budget. This is how much I'm willing to pay for these items. And so the way that I've raised them is that they're like, OK, what do I need to do to earn extra money so that I can get that extra amount, right? Or I want these shoes and they cost this much. Okay, well, I'm only willing to pay $60, but they're 100. Okay, so what do I need to do to earn that 40? Whether it's, you know, doing extra chores in the house, right? So it's like, I've already created this type of dynamic and this type of mindset of everything is not going to come to you just because you want it, you got to work for it, and you have to earn. And I think if more of us do that, then our kids will want to appreciate the things that they have, but they'll also have, you know, this whole mindset of, if I want this, I know that I have to be willing to work for it. Yes, definitely. Beautifully put, sister. And that goes into, you know, one of our keys of how to manage money when you start to work. And, you know, your your uh, the budgeting from three to six months, you know, and, and expenses and, um, I want you to dive right into that because, you know, um, we've talked about this on the side so many times and it's like, yes, yes, this is what our people need. 
Definitely. Yes, absolutely. So we have to have a budget, right? It's like, if you don't know where your money's going, how can you say that you have a good grip onto it? How can you say that you are boss with your money, right? So it's like, it's so important to understand how much money is coming in and how much money is going out. Because you could have, you could be making six figures a year, but if you're not budgeting your money right, you could still be struggling. You could still be living paycheck to paycheck versus somebody who's making half of that. But because they are managing their money better, they are in a better position financially to where they are financially structured and financially strong. So it's so important to understand that you have to budget money. You have to know where every penny is going because that's the that's how the, that's how you build wealth, right? And that's how you have a better understanding of your own money. And it's like when you're good at the money you have, that's when those doors start opening for you to get more money coming your way, right? You attract what you're good at, in my opinion. And so it's so important when it comes to budgeting to also understand that you have to put money aside for emergencies because we all know whether you own your home whether you own your car, right? There's going to be an emergency that's financial that's going to come up. And the last thing that you want to do is have to worry about either putting it on a credit card or like I was just mentioning, going to a payday loan place because you don't have the money set aside to take care of those emergencies. I always tell my clients, start out with at least $1,000 in your account for emergencies. And the goal is to work up to having three months and then six months of your expenses so that if something comes, if something happens, if you lose your if you lose your job, you're not stressed, you're not worried because you already have a nest egg set aside for those things that may come your way. Definitely, definitely. And uh, while we're on that note, um, you know, we could talk about the rules, like, for example, the 60-20-20 rule, you know, these rules are here just for examples for us to, you know, to follow, but the numbers can be adjusted based on, you know, our lifestyles and our incomes. Um, you know, my husband loved the 60-20-20 rule. He, he teaches the children, you know, to invest at least 20% of what you're making, you know, and then, you know, save as children, like you don't got bills, you better save 60% of what you bring right. in, <laughs> you know, and then the other 20 is your spending money or, you know, what, what, what do you need to get? We always tell them like, look, if you need shoes, you better not be out here buying video games and then looking to us to buy shoes. It's like, no, you're making right. money. You're on payroll <laughs> and I'm paying you to work and with your money, you have to learn to take care of your business, you know? And uh, that's so important because we weren't raised like that. And um, you uh, you talked about the rule of 72. And um, that was the first time I've ever heard that. But um, I, I really like, I think that's wonderful. And I want you to explain that a little more for us. Absolutely. So that's when you, when you were talking about investing, right? So the one thing about the rule of 72 is it helps it helps you to understand how quickly is your money going to double, right? So when you think about investing, whether you, you want to make sure, especially the younger, right? The younger you are, the more aggressive you can be with your investing because you have a long time to go before retirement age, right? We always want to make sure we're look, we're forward thinking, we're forward looking and not just always focusing on just today. And so it helps you to get a better understanding of how 
many years is it going to take for your money to double? And then you have to think as an adult, as us adults, right? How many more doubling periods do you have left? So when you think about a 3% when you're investing, 3% is more of like your bonds. Those are more of the safer ones, right? So everybody's comfort level is a little different. But 3%, so I would always say like 3%, 6%, 9%, 12%, right? And so if you're at like a 3%, well, it's going to take about maybe 20 years. Don't quote me on the, on the timing, but I think it's going to take about 20 years for your money to double. But the higher the interest rate that you're investing your money in, that money is going to double a lot faster. And so the longer you wait, the point of the whole thing around the rule of 72 is the longer you wait to invest, right, the, the least about the money that you're going to have as far as that interest compounding for the older that you get. So it's like the, it's always important to make sure that, like you were just saying, our kids understand that they can start investing, you know, now they can start investing at 18, at 21, but the sooner they start investing, the sooner that money is going to double, the higher the interest rate, the better. Um, and then it just prepares them and sets them on a path that they're not going to have to struggle. They're not, and they're going to have that education now. So they're going to be in a better position when they're our age, right? And, and um, being able to just succeed financially. And then when we think about that financial success, it also helps with reducing that stress, right? It helps with our mindset because that's one less worry that we have because we all know that money is the number one stressor here in the world. I don't care where, where you're at in the world, right? Money is the number one stressor. And so that just sets our kids on that path right now to be in a better financial situation. Definitely. I always say like being broke is a sin, you know, because there are so many money making opportunities out here for us. And, you know, our minds are just so powerful that, yes. you know, we, we can create something out of nothing. You know, we break, we break records when we put our minds to it. And, you know, like we're here to learn and to have this human experience, but also to thrive and to overcome situations. And, you know, like our communities have been put in, in, in bad places and bad situations. And it was strategic, you know, it because in order to be on top, you have to keep people down, you know, and, and that's, that's how this world operates. Yeah. They always, always have to tell be people that, yeah. Uh -huh, they always have to be a, a, a lower class, yeah. you know, but that is not the universal laws. That is man-made laws. You know, that is uh, loss created by people who think that they're supreme or or better than everyone else. Yeah. And it's and like, I always, I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, sis. Nah, go ahead. Oh, no, I always say that, you know, being poor is hard. Building wealth is hard. So at the end of the day, you have to choose your heart. So it's like if you already know you got to work hard, why not work hard to achieve greatness versus yes. just sitting where you're at? And stooping and feeling sorry for yourself because you, you're absolutely right. We were giving, we were given all the opportunities, whether we believe it or not, to succeed in this world. And unless we allow our minds to get in our way, you know, when we do that, that's the point I'm trying to make is that when we allow our minds, when we get in our own way, that is when we are stuck. And, and I agree with you. That is when it's basically sin because it's like, 
You are given everything you need. If you sit still long enough to just listen, you will be given everything you need to get you where you want to go. Definitely, definitely. And we see, you know, people going in the the negative, the opposite direction, you know, of the positive mind state. And to think that, I always think like, why are you robbing a bank or why are you hitting licks or why are you robbing people? Why are you thieving? Like that same energy that you use to, <laughs> to do these, these things, you could have did something. You could have created something beautiful. You know, Absolutely. you could have found a different route and you could have became successful. You know, the same energy that it takes to go and, you know, rob somebody is the same motivating energy that we can use to create a different path for success for ourselves. Absolutely, you know? because think about it, the skill that you need to plan to rob somebody, the skill you need to stand on the corner and, and run a group of people to sell drugs, right? Those skills are there. So it's just helping our community to see, you just gotta take that skill and use it in a different way. And then yes. you're, you don't have to worry about, you know, going to jail. You don't have to worry, have those worries and those stresses because you're doing it in a way that's going to not only elevate you, but elevate the people around you. That's right. Because I see so many young people in, in our hoods and I'm like, that that is a boss. Just the mind that, you know, the, the charisma, the resilience, the hustle that's in these brothers and sisters no one is educating them to use it in the right in the right way you know right. and that does come from education and that goes that you know you what and that's having you know these type of discussions because it is definitely definitely it's time it's time for us to rise from the ashes it's time for us to buy back the block you know, fix up our hoods. Don't let the bank take Big Mama's house. We take yeah. it. We fix it up. We want to live in it. That's fine. If we don't rent it out, you know, create income. And that's what it's all about. Um, and that's amazing you say that because that is one of the things on my to do, right, is I have been scoping out neighborhoods because I'm like, I'm tired of the gentrification. I'm tired of people coming in and taking over and pushing our people out to where we don't have anywhere to live or we can't afford to stay where we're at. Right. And so that is exactly the goal. Like if we all got together and, and chose a neighborhood at a time to say, OK, I'm going to get this house, you get this house and we and we fix it up. And like you said, whether we live in it or whether we rent it out, if we take it upon ourselves to change our neighborhoods, they will be changed for the better and we will have a good place to be where we're not worried. We're not worried about being pushed out and we're not worried about being in a place that's not safe either. Definitely. definitely and they let, you. yes, definitely, sis. And we can see the patterns of the gentrification because, you know, uh, we travel and we lived in different cities in the U.S. And we see like the process. It's not sudden. It They have plans for years to let the people run the neighborhood to the ground so that yeah. the property value goes super low 
And that's when they swoop in and save the day and start, you know, fixing stuff up, rebuilding it, making it nice, bringing that property value up, but up past our heads and into their hands. <laughs> and this is the process that we've witnessed, you know, we didn't understand the process, but now that we are grown and are, you know, conscious, we see it. And it's like, well, mm -hmm. if they can do it, we can do it. You know, this is ours. Exactly. This is ours. And we're not claiming it. And so if you don't claim what's yours, it's up for grabs. Is exactly. this up for grabs? And then you can't get mad because you did nothing with it when you had it. Yeah. You know? And that's and absolutely true. And it's like, we, and we have to stop. I, the one thing I just have to say is that there's so many of us that want to complain, but don't want to have any action behind it. And it's like, if all we're going to do is sit and complain, then it's like, don't, right? Just, just sit, just be quiet. And, and, I, and I hate to kind of, I get passionate right. about that though, because it's like, we give up so much of our power right? And we think, oh, the man, he controls this and he controls that. And I, and I truly believe, again, that goes back to that mindset. And I'm like, once we get our minds in check, once we realize the power that we truly have, we are so unstoppable. If we just realize how powerful and how unstoppable we really are, man, it would be like, there would be no need for any concern within our communities because we are taking we're taking everything on by force and we're not allowing anything or anybody including ourselves right to get in our way because i mean we all have to admit that there's time when doubt creeps in but that's when you have to kind of stand up and say no no i'm not going to allow that no because i have past experiences to prove to me that i can do this because i've done it before and I think the more and more we realize that, the how much power we have, there's no way we can be stopped. Definitely. Definitely. And, you know, like for us, being educated in financial literacy does give us this power. It does give us, you know, the baton so that we can move forward. And this is not um, a class. What we're this is a discussion for everybody who's tuning in right now and everybody who's uh who just arrived thank you first of all for for tuning in thank you for sharing the link thank you for commenting in in our uh comment box um this is a, a discussion that is necessary for us to have especially with our young people and if we don't know where to start this is a good place to start you know and to do your own research and to talk to your bankers. If you don't have a bank account, create one, get one, you know, because that bank account, whether you, you know, keep a lot of money in there or not, it shows your mind state. It shows your consistency with money. It shows if you can be trusted with money. And that's why I say the longer you have a bank account, the better, because that's like your track record you know, of how money is moving in your hands. And if nobody else knows you, the banker could pull up your, your, your monthly statements and say, hey, you've been consistently saving money. That means you have money to save. That means if you need a loan or something, we can trust that you're going to do the right thing with it 
and that you're going to pay the loan back on time. Yeah, you know, sure like these business. things are yeah. so important. These are important yes. because it shows your character. You can't just go into a bank and demand money. <laughs> they don't know you. Like right. <laughs> you have to show that you can be trusted. And this is on the physical realm, also in the spiritual realm. Like God can bless you. Our our creator can bless us with as much money as we ask. But if we cannot be trusted with $10, our creator is not going to trust us with a million. That's exactly. just facts. Yes. <laughs> That's, That's just exactly facts. what I was just talking about, right? You got to know how to manage the money you have before you start asking for more money. You have to have that discipline. It's so important. And it does. It reflects your character. Definitely. And we have to teach our children this. Like I come from a generation where our moms, you know, used our names to, for light bills and <laughs> cable and stuff because her her credit was bad because she messed up because nobody had these conversations with her, right. you know? And right. it's like, like I come from the hood and I seen this growing up. Like I'm getting the 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 bills out the mailbox, like, why my name on here? Like right. <laughs> Okay, right. so this is my cable. This is my cable, right? So, like, mm -hmm. nope, my mom couldn't turn off that TV. I better turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> but for real, like, this is so important to have these conversations so yeah. that we can definitely, like, you know, raise our consciousness and move forward and actually be able to play the game because exactly. it all this, this is a money game. Yeah. And it's being played all around us, all over the planet. And if you don't know, you can't play. Yeah, exactly. And then, like you said, we have to realize our kids are going to pay more attention to what we do versus what we say. And so if we're trying to create these generational blessings in our family, right, if we're trying to pass this wealth and this knowledge down to our kids, we have to be more mindful about what we are doing, what we're doing with our money. Do our kids see us just spending money here left and right and then struggling to pay the bills? They're going to emulate, they're going to imitate everything they see us do. So not only do we have to live to make sure that we are disciplined and we are financially educated, right? We, those of us who have kids, we have to also be mindful of our little ones, whether they're, you know, little, little or teenagers, they are paying attention. And we want to make sure that we are breaking these cycles of the of what was passed down to us so that we can break it. We can break those cycles and create new new generations of just um, more of a just strong uh, structure and a strong foundation of that financial literacy that you're talking about. Yes, definitely. And, you know, like that that made me um, think about how like our our people don't really trust banks. You know, because they're like, yes. if I, if I want to get my money and they just lock the doors and, and, you know, say no, like, and so like, I did see a lot, like growing up, like all, a lot of the elders in my family, like just kept stashes of money in the house. <laughs> mm -hmm. And, you know, I didn't know that that was crazy. <laughs> you know, I didn't know why they were doing this. All I know is there's money under the mattress. There's money, you know, behind the TV and it's like, I didn't know what was going on, but, you know, as I got older and, you know, like, um, we did, we did, uh, 
lived through a recession where the banks mm-hmm. did close down and people were trying to get their money out and they were they were not able to. So where I'm going with this is not to put all of our eggs in one basket. Cause like I said, this is a game, you know, you have to, you have to be aware and like you said, be prepared for, for all kinds of situations. So yes. um, And I love that you mentioned the bank account. I'm glad you mentioned the bank account because that's the one thing that I I believe our, our community needs to understand as well. Because what I, what I try to teach my clients is, is that the bank accounts, the banks, right? Your savings accounts, that is good for those emergency funds, right? That is good for to have that money aside to build for your three to six uh, six months of expenses. But the one thing we have to understand, and this is I want to go back to investing really quickly. That's why it's so important, like you said, is to have our financial eggs in different baskets. I love how you said that because we have to remember that in your savings account, you're going to get less than one percent of interest on that money, right? But we have to also understand that the value of our dollar is changing and has been changing. So think about back in the day when gas was a dollar a gallon, right? Yes. So you could yes. take $20 and fill your gas tank up without any question with that $20 bill. Well, now gas is what, $5? It's, I think it's, it's for something now. But that money isn't going to get you as many gallons of gas in your tank anymore. And so the point of that is to say, while yes, it's so important to have a bank account and have a savings account and have money in that account, you have to always remember that you want your money to grow. And the only way it's going to grow is if you're investing it at a rate that's higher than inflation. And so that's where we need to understand and learn more about the importance of investing so that we have money in spaces where we can get it quickly if we need to, right? But also have it in in areas where it can grow for us so that we're not working as hard. The goal is to have money working for you, you not working for your money. Definitely. Um, You know, when we lived uh, in Brazil overseas, we were um, heavy into like the science of the mind. You know, we, we were super heavy in it. Like, you know, we ate, sleep, you know, everything. It was all about learning how the mind and our subconscious mind creates our reality, you know? And we noticed that, you know, we are in a society where they make us think of lack and fear and scarcity all the time. And we know that we live in abundance. Like we're the children of the most high and the universe provides in abundance. It's never a lack. You know, they, when we look at the map just on the United States of America and we see the land, there is so much land that nobody is on. It's uninhabited. It's it's a lot. And they make us think that it's overpopulated because we're all in, only certain parts you know we're packed in the cities that mm-hmm. they build to create commerce and they built you know for mm-hmm. the people to work as part of their industries but mm-hmm. so then they get to hold the fear of worry of lack and scarcity over our heads because we're going to these grocery stores for food and if yeah. they decide not to put the food on the shelves 
what are we going to do? Right. You know, so it's all a part of control. And once you unlock your mind and get away from that lack and that scarcity, you get to see like how abundant everything is and how fast it comes to you. And it's like, that is life changing, you know, because as soon as we unlocked those chains from our minds, we just started going to the top and we haven't stopped opening. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You know, the cup has been running over and we're able to, you know, help and assist in our communities because of the change that happened in our minds first. Before we were we were broke. We were stuck. We were angry. You know, we were upset. We were conscious, but we were still in the negative mind state because it's like like you said, they it's always the they who's holding <laughs> who's dangling the the carrot in front of your face that you're never gonna get you know they won't let us do this you know about at the time they're keeping us like that is just control to control our minds to think that we are at the bottom and they're at the top and that yes. is and i love how Exactly. And I love that because and that's the one thing I try to help people understand. And that's why, you know, I work on not only the financial literacy, but I also work on mindset because they both are hand in hand. And the one thing I help my clients to understand is, is that you what you want is not going to be the same thing as what the person next to you want. And I think that's where that scarcity mindset comes into place, because it's like, well, there's not enough money to go around and there's not enough cars and there's not enough this, there's not enough food, right? But it's like, at the end of the day, your dreams and goals and your desires are not the same as another person. One person may not care to have a million dollars, a billion dollars, right? Their goal may be more or less to just have a tiny house built on a whole amount, you know, this this big amount of land to be just on their own with their family, having their own garden, right? So it's like, we have to get out of that mindset of thinking there's not enough to go around. Because if that was the case, there wouldn't be any birds still flying around, right? The insects there, because if you think about nature in general, nature has everything that it needs to survive. So if nature has everything it needs, if the birds, right, they're not starving, we are of we are of higher quality to God. We are God's like most amazing, beautiful creation. He loves us unconditionally, right? So if He's taking care of the birds and the bees and the and the insects, right, and all of these animals, we have to understand and remember that He's going to take care of us too. But we have to know what we want. He can only give you what you ask for, and you have to believe that it's attainable, right? And you have to get your mindset in check to be thankful for what you have right now so that those doors and floodgates can open so that all of the abundance that's waiting for you can start pouring in. But you got to get your mind in check because until then you will stay stuck. Oh, yes. Oh, definitely, sis. That was beautifully put as well because like we see it, you know, because we came from, like you said, we came from those places and we have elevated and we, we see it and you know, I think as as angels on earth, our job is to, you know, let the people know, 
you know, sound the trumpets, you know, set off the alarm so that we can teach and show, you know, how everything is set up and how we can get out of that, you know, that, that mess that we were placed in that we didn't even know we were placed in, <laughs> you know? Right. So it's, it's, it definitely is deep, but I do see a lot of our brothers and sisters waking up and it's a beautiful thing because we're asking mm -hmm. questions. We're, we're finding answers and we are bringing it to the table where we can say, look, this is what I found. This is what I found. This is what I found out. And like, okay, I'm gonna give you what I found. You give me what you found and let's keep moving forward. Right. You know, and that's a beautiful thing when you can move forward in, in love and truth, you know, because all the falsehood is what has been keeping us back. It's just the falsehood, you know, yeah. the unknown. And so, yeah, that can definitely unknown can keep us. So it can keep us hindered. Yes, it can. Definitely. Um, I also wanted to, to touch on, um, you know, the different, the different ways that we can, build our finances you know um like you was saying uh earlier some of the investments are are unstable so they go up and down so if you cannot afford to lose you know large amounts of money there are different kind of investments that you can go into that are more stable and solid so that you can you know over time see your money growing you know, and we also have to know, like we talked about before, not putting all of our eggs in one basket, you know, have a cash egg, have an investment yes. egg, have, you know, whatever, some e-coin, whatever, whatever is popping right now, you know, it's just always something It went from Dogecoin, Bitcoin, like whatever, if, I mean, if you're interested in and you have the time to do your research and to follow and to know when to put in or know when to pull out, is nothing wrong with it, you know? We just have to find our niche and stick with it. And it's about consistency, you know, because we do have um, investments. And mm -hmm. over, over the last couple of years, yeah, it has gone down and up, but for the most part, it has been going up consistently. And, and just because we see, yeah, just because we see one day it falls back don't mean to panic scare pull your money out no stick with it it's just like when exactly. you're working on your body when you start going to the gym and you finally start to see those results and then you 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 go and you eat some cake and ice cream and you get on that scale and you're like oh i gained three pounds you don't quit you right. don't quit there you keep going <laughs> <laughs> you know, because you know that that's what it's about. Yeah. We have to be yeah. consistent. We have to trust. Yeah, you know what we're doing. Exactly. Exactly. And and that's the thing. It's like I always caution people to you know because there's always going to be the new the new shiny coin, right? So I always say focus more on those government re regulated type of stocks, right? Because it's like, if there's an issue that's going to arise, trust me, the government is going to jump in and those companies are going to be held accountable. And when you think about the wealthy, I don't know of anybody who is of high wealth, right? When you think about the millions and billions of dollars who is not invested in the stock market, 
So it's like you definitely want to make sure because just like you said, right, there are different ways to invest where the risk isn't as high, right, so that it can be based off of your comfort level. But it is it is so important to make sure that you are at least investing. And I know through me, you can invest for as little as $25 a month. So it is so affordable. I think sometimes we think we can't afford to invest, um, but we can. And I will say this is the perfect time to invest because think about you going to the store, right? And you see this amazing blender, just making it up, right? You see this blender and it's $250 and you're like, mm, I can't afford that right now, right? So you walk out the store, you go back in a couple months later, all it's down to $100 it's at a discount, right? So you're like, oh, I'm going to get it. That's the exact mindset you need to think about when it comes to the stock market. So right now people are nervous, but this is the perfect time to invest because you're investing at a discount, right? So you're going to get more stock for the money that you're putting in because the stock prices are down. So as stock prices start going back up, then you're building, you know, you're building that money is building and it's starting to double and then you're getting interest. So if you, if, 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 if there's not any perfect time, then now, now is the perfect time to start thinking about investing because, you know, these rates are going, the cost of these stocks are going to start going back up here shortly. It's a guarantee when you think about just over the last 30 years, if you think about just the history, right, think about the depression, think about the recession that we had, the stock market took a dip, but it always rebounded. It's going to rebound. It's just, it's, it's that's history, right? You got to think about looking in the past and seeing how things happened over the years and it will rebound. Definitely. Definitely. Um, that was a good, that was a good point to see, you know, to pay attention and to do your research and to see how things have been going, you know, over the, the, the last couple of generations, you know, like we see, you know, yes, it changed with technology, but we do see the incline, you know, we do see the industry, you know, we do see the, the economic, I, I don't know what even to call it. Like <laughs> the, the economic, uh, the energy that's attached to economics. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's always growing. It's always changing, but it's always there is my point. Yes. It doesn't yes. go anywhere. It doesn't just disappear. So, yes. you know, if it's up to us, cause I mean, it's on us. We have the balls in our hands right now. And then, you know, our children behind us, like you said, they do what they see us do. We lead, mm -hmm. you know, they follow our examples. And if they don't see us playing the game and they don't see us being involved you know, not only in finances and economics, but in our communities, in our household, you know, like right. we have to, we have to do it all. And it's a, it's a, it's a complete uh, puzzle that we have to have all the pieces to, in order to make it work. Exactly. And I always and say, this, you know, cash is king, credit is queen, right? So it's like, we, we got to do the cash, we got to do the investing, but we also got to make sure to build up that credit because it's like in order to like we were just talking about, right, getting purchasing those homes and getting them fixed up and renting those out that requires credit. 
So it's like, while it's important to build up our bank account and build up our money, we got to make sure we're building up our credit scores and, and being disciplined and paying our bills on time so that when there is that opportunity to go out and purchase that house, right, we don't have to worry about how am I going to get this money because the bank won't let me get the loan. Definitely. That's that's a, another great point, because like, you know, those scores, everybody pulls those scores to see, you know, wh where you at. Yeah. And that goes back to, you know, just being responsible, paying your bills, you know, not uh, I mean, you know, having a, a flow of income into your bank accounts. All this reflects your credit score. And that shows if you're responsible and can be trusted with money. And that's it. That's exactly. that's what it shows. Yeah. And, um, you know, a lot of our people uh, at one point, you know, you get you start learning about all the lies that's been told to us. <laughs> and then, you know, you start you start getting angry. And so you turn your back on everything that matters yeah. and you say, you know, you know, you don't, you want to be off the grid. You don't want to participate in this society. And, and it's like, no, if you have children, you are not allowed to say those things. Exactly. You are exactly. not allowed to feel that way because you brought humans into this world who has to live, you know, in this society. And it is up to you to teach them and to make it better. The things that you don't like, yeah. the things that you don't agree with, it's up to you to make it's it better. Responsibility. Yeah. Yes. Do the work. Absolutely. You know, be active in your communities, get the people together. You know, we need our leaders, our men and our women, our strong men and our women in our communities to start getting together and once a month, get yeah. together and talk about the issues, talk about the facts, talk about the problems, talk about solutions. And you know, because word. Yes, yep. talk about solutions and money is a solution yes. without you can't rebuild without money. You can't, exactly. you know, you can't function. Exactly. So, yes, get the money bag. Money is a tool. Yes. <laughs> money is a tool that's, that, yes. that gets us. And that's, and I love how you said, you know, because it is, there are lies that are told to us, but we have to own up to, we tell ourselves a lot of lies too. And then we pass those lies down to our our babies and, and the yes, people around yes. us. And so we have to also make sure we are mindful who we are around. And I love how you said meeting once a month, because it's like if all you're around are people who complain but don't have a solution, you got to find a different circle because all they're going to yes. do is bring you down. Yes. And there's the only so much talking you can do on your own. Yes. The crabs absolutely. in the bucket is real. It's real. It's it so real. real. And that that comes from, you know, like that that prison mentality. You know, for some reason, the the prison culture has crawled its way into our communities. And yes. our our people are living like they are locked up in prison. Yeah. Free. You're free and you're you're living like you're locked up. Yeah. You don't have to do that. We don't have to I, do that. Exactly. 
I truly believe it's it's a, it's a, sometimes it's our responsibilities to to go back to the community because sometimes it's hard for them to see beyond what they see if they're always surrounded by that negativity, that toxicity, right? And so I feel like so many of us make it, right? And we immediately want to move out and, and move out where with, with the other people, right? Because we want to have that, that symbol of, of wealth and success and that we made it. And I'm not saying that there's something wrong with like moving out and, and getting and going to a different type of neighborhood. But what I will say that is wrong is that if you're if you're not looking back and going back to where you came from, right, to then help to pull out the next person so that they can pull up the next person. Because as long as we pulling up people to come behind us again, that's going to start that whole domino effect of building up our communities and helping them to see I did it. And so can you, and I'm going to show you. Definitely. Exactly. You know, because like you were saying before, we talked about the the crab in a bucket. You can't stay in that, you know, in in that toxic negativity and expect to, you know, thrive. You have to come up out of it. And by you coming up out of it and showing others how to come up out of it, you you are indeed doing a wonderful, a wonderful thing. Absolutely. You know, even if you just help, like I said, family first, if you could set your house in order and you can get your children going in the right direction, you are already winning. But when you go back to, to those hoods and to those communities that we come from and you start to, to reach others and get others to do that same exact thing, oh, that is enormous. That's when we you start know? winning. Yeah. That's when the tables start to turn. That's when the game starts to change. That's when you you remember we used to play uh, the um, NBA Live and you used to shoot the ball and and it was on fire. That's when you were on fire. You in the zone. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> These things come first. This is the most yeah. important thing. You know, this is the most important keys to focus on. When, you know, when you're, I mean, yes, we have to do the work to, we have to focus on ourselves to change who we are in order to help others. You cannot, like, I always used to say growing up, I'm from Brooklyn, New York, and, you know, right there on Caden Ocean, um, I'm I'm from the crack 80s. I was born in the 80s. So as a child, I would come, you know, go outside my cousins we all live in the same building so we'll come out the door and it was just crackheads homeless people and it was all kinds of stuff going on and it's like the crackheads would would like try to talk to us and tell us what we shouldn't be doing you know and it's like bruh you smoke crack (laughs) right very similar background as you you know walking by the crackheads the pimps the prostitutes to get to my grandma's house yeah absolutely so we we know and that's and that's my whole point right is that we 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 were able we were in those environments but we chose to take a different and we knew early on that there was something much bigger than us and i truly believe that all of us feel that all of us see that but some of us don't want to take the steps to get there and the moment you take that first step i promise you God will keep showing you each step after step after step. And then eventually you're going to look back and be like, wow, 
I did that, right? I came from there and I'm here because I trusted in me and I trusted in God. And I'm telling you, it's like the more we help our community see that, the better off we are going to be. Most definitely, most definitely. And we definitely have to understand, like, um, to create a, a full picture, like a lot of our people, like when we first start waking up, we start to understand that there's one key that is missing that's been holding us further down than every other person. And that is not knowing who we are, mm. not knowing where we come from, not understanding how, you know, how the system is really put together and how all this really works and how we are the key and how Absolutely. we are the key. And, you know, and it, like it was done strategically and it was, you know, it was on purpose to keep mm -hmm. us from knowing who we are and to keep us from, from elevating. But when you know that you are the children of the most high and you know that you were not born in sin and that you have the capacity for greatness within you, you have the seed of God within you and all you have to do is learn about those things and learn who you are so that you can access your power. Just like in the movie, uh, uh, what is it called with Bruce Leroy? You know, he kept oh, the last dragon, the last dragon. He didn't understand that he was the master, yeah. you know, and it wasn't until he understood the lessons that has been teached that has been taught to him to that he can access that master within him yeah, at any exactly. time and he can defeat the enemy and yeah. you know and it wasn't nobody else holding him back the whole time it was him it when was you him. don't know who you are and you don't know that you're the master and you don't know that there's a true and living god within you you're gonna be that devil in your own way exactly you are you're here on purpose so you need to live on purpose right it's, right. it's so simple Yes, that's right. And, um, you know, though, I don't know if you just came into this room, but please go back, rewind, play <laughs> this again, rewatch this again, show this to the children, show this to your friends, share the link, because this is the conversation that we all should be having in our communities as, you know, sisters and brothers, parents, you know, um, our children deserve to know that they come from greatness and our children deserve to know that they can create whatever they want in their lives, that they can obtain, you know, economic and financial greatness in their lives. We don't have to struggle. We think we do. And that's why we struggle. As soon as we understand that we do not have to struggle, that we can learn about these things. It is a system. It's not made up as you go. It is a system. And there are books to teach you about the system. Exactly. There is endless amount of information that we can learn so that we can learn how to play the game to win. 
And with that, we will be elevating not only ourselves, our households, but our whole communities and eventually the whole world because we come from the creators of civilizations, you know? And we can get back to that greatness. We are at our fallen state right now, but you know, when you fall, what you do, you get back up. And it's time for us to get back up, family. Yes. And with that, I just want to say thank you so much to our sister Alicia Stewart thank for coming you. on here. This was a beautiful, beautiful demonstration, beautiful conversation that, like I always say, it definitely needs to be had. This needs to be our new normal. When we talk about how to make money work for us, how to make investments, how to get together as a collective and create uh, group economics so that we could establish, you know, and accomplish great goals, not only for ourselves, but for our, our whole community and for our families. Absolutely. And thanks everyone again for tuning in. It was a great pleasure. Enjoy your Sunday. Peace and love. Peace and love.